All right, uh, I'm Eric Kane. Um, so, I recorded this interview podcast deal with Aaron and Justin from Wonderstorm uh, a week ago. And then I just got slammed. I was super busy and uh, did not get that this published before the Dragon Prince actually came out. So, when you hear like, we're a week away from the Dragon Prince, that's because we recorded it a week ago and I'm bad. <laughs> uh, timely is not my middle name. Um, look, it's it's winter now. It's it's winter already. Last week it was fall. Uh, anyways, but no, I talked with the with the uh, the creators of the Dragon Prince, and so um, it's it's you know we just talk about it's a non spoilery conversation. We, we, we talk about stuff without going into details, so if you haven't watched the season yet, feel you can listen to this or watch this podcast uh, without worried, being worried about spoilers. So that is still good. Um, enjoy. All right, we should be good to go. Cool. Well, it's good to talk with you guys again. It's been a little while since Comic-Con, uh, which was super yeah. fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It was awesome. Yeah. My first Comic-Con, so it was pretty epic for me. Um, uh, and and now we are like a week away, I think, to the day. A week away from the uh, fourth season of The Dragon Prince uh, dropping at last. It's been three years approximately yes right? yeah at long last i was gonna yeah. say it feels like uh, maybe the longest three years possible <laughs> <laughs> what with the events of the, the last couple of years i feel and eight years world, older <laughs> yeah the world has gone through enough they also had to wait for the dragon prince screw yeah, up yeah, right that's messed up man yeah, yeah. god yes. to injury <laughs> <laughs> that's it i'm canceling my netflix subscription right now right yeah that's right <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> um, it's in, yeah, and 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 we were just talking about um, some other shows, and it is kind of a it's kind of timely to to be get, uh, dropping the Dragon Prince just right after the end of House of the Dragon. It's very drag. It's like the year of the dragon. Year of the dragon. That's right. Um, yeah. and I've watched the first four episodes now, and I really enjoyed it. Um, Definitely, uh, you know, different take on dragons than than George R. R. Martin's dragons. <laughs> there's no, um, so far at least in the season, there's no uh, no dragons being bitten half by other dragons <laughs> and and children being murdered. So that's our, that's good. <laughs> our dragons are chattier. Dragons. Yes, yes, <laughs> very much so. Although uh, Zim is still not um, chatting. That's true. That's, that's true. true. He's Even though young. he's gotten a little bigger. Yeah, he's still he's still very cute, which I'm glad about. Um, no, not as cute as he used to be because he's they grow up so fast. <laughs> he's gonna get to his awkward teenage stage at some point. For sure. <laughs> it's like teenage Groot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so as you see the first four, I will mm -hmm. say I will promise there are some more. There are more dragons in the next in the remainder of the season in the back half. Yes, so, I assume another, another dose of dragons is to be yet to be delivered. To increase, you. increasing the dragon dial slowly. Right. <laughs> we have a we had a graph of our dragon goals, and we wanted it up and to the right. Yeah. And we, we were confident we were going to hit those numbers, and we tried. <laughs> you can't go too far because you got to continue. You know, in season five. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
Um, um, yeah, I, I begged for the other five episodes, but PR was like, nope, you only get four. You have to wait like yeah. everybody else. That's okay. Mm-hmm. It, it did feel like a, that those first four were kind of a an arc unto themselves. Uh, so I, I, I get it. Yeah. Um, so season four, uh, I know, um, you know, you showed the first episode at Comic-Con and then, um, and revealed some other big things there. And I wondered, um, the two kind of big reveals then were that there was a time jump and that people had new hairstyles. What do you think the <laughs> fan base has reacted to more, the, the time jump or the, or the hairstyles? I think it's 50-50. I don't know. That's a good question. Like, I think there's a, there's a lot of speculation about hairstyles for sure. And then as we revealed the characters out, you know, through their posters and stuff, I think people were going bananas about about the haircuts. So, yeah. The glow-ups. This is also, there's some kind of, you know, humanity measures time jumps in hairstyles. So there's there's a, some formula by which you could actually translate one to the other. They're They're yeah. connected. I mean, in animation, it's a big deal, right? Like getting to do the models again and, and having, you know, new haircuts and new clothes and stuff is something you actually don't get to do that often in animation because, you know, you're sort of locked into the assets you've got for, for a lot of it. So it was exciting to get to go back to the drawing board and and uh, and get some new character designs going with um, C.T. Chrysler and, and Hannah and Dorothy up at, at Cardell all sort of cranking on new stuff. It was exciting. Yeah. Well, yeah, and in cartoons, you often don't see hairstyle change i mean it's just one of those it's one of those things you don't think about but like you know the simpsons yeah for how like 60 70 years they've been on they never see a hairstyle change you know yeah. or like uh south park whenever they take their hats off and you yeah. see their hair it's like a big deal you're like <laughs> yeah oh, exactly what exactly. he's blonde yeah yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. one of them has like a huge huge puppy puppy <laughs> like has my hair basically which <laughs> yeah. yeah and i th- i think jack DeSena mentioned this at um at comic-con that on Avatar, it was kind of a big deal that we were evolving Zuko's hair, that we cut mm-hmm. off his, you know, ponytail between season one and season two. And then his hair grows out in season three and Aang's hair changes. And you, in animation, right, you're used to seeing the same models. So there's something about seeing the hair change that really clearly tells you, hey, time is passing, characters are changing, growth is happening. It's a visual cue that this is not the kind of show where everyone stays the same from episode to episode. And yeah. so I think for us, you know, on some level, the time jump is that same visual cue that everyone's grown, everyone's changed, everyone's matured, the story itself has matured, um, and there's just a really clear visual. Plus, it's cool to give them new haircuts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> there will be many Reddit forum threads about, you know, which haircut yeah. was better, the, the, I know, you know, how they right. can't stand the new haircut, but, you know. <laughs> they're, they're quitting the show now, you know. That's they, right. They'll yeah, betray. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> the but, fandom. But, uh, yeah, but I also love how Kalev thinks some of these through. Like with Callum, he was not necessarily going for cool. So our lead character designer is like, said he was sort of going for what Callum would think is cool now. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a couple years from now, maybe not so much, which I love. Yeah, that's great. Character, well, Callum, character, yeah, Callum is character, character is destiny. Callum's funny. He's definitely not cool. Um, <laughs> he's got cool powers. Uh, yeah. but he, he's one of the, he's, he's, he's a great character because he's not cool. He's awkward. Yeah. Um, yeah. So beyond haircuts though, there, there have been some changes. I think without spoiling anything, I think that probably the most radical character change that I've noticed is, uh, Viren. Okay. But sure. I won't, I won't say anymore. Yeah. Because we well, here's it. something you don't have to spoil. 
that anyone who's seen the first three seasons can imagine. It's a thought exercise. What if you're Viren, you, you've, you've had all this ambition for yourself, for humanity, you know, they're kind of interconnected and you're not really sure where you stop and, 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 and your true belief in humanity stops. And you go off the edge of the pinnacle and you're falling and you've got a minute, maybe, maybe a minute and a half to contemplate where you are, what's your situation, how did you get here, were these the right choices, what do you regret? Like, what are those thoughts? What are you thinking about if you're veering going off that edge? Oh, if I had just done this a little better, I might have conquered more of Zadia. Or are you thinking about your life, the choices you made, your family, like your children? You know, it's probably a complicated mix, but I think you go through that moment and then you someone hits the reset button with, with you know, some dark magic. And um, how does it, how does that play out? So watching Beard in the next couple seasons and watching him come to terms with who he was and who he is um, and whether, you know, can you ever really, you know, you can't put away who you were. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been one of the great uh, pleasures has been uh, kind of taking him on that journey over the next few seasons. So I hope the audience is along for that. Well, and it's a journey I, I, I feel like didn't just start now because he's always been, you know, one of the great things about him as a character is that he is always been somewhat sympathetic like his he's he doesn't always do the right thing but he he always believes he's doing it for the right reasons yes oh that's right yeah Yeah. which which and really i mean other you know other claudia is similar like she's such a likable um bad i mean i don't even want to say bad guy although she is kind of a, a bad guy um and again, without spoiling anything, there's a scene with her and her her new boyfriend in this in this first part of the season that I found quite uh, quite emotional and, and powerful, and 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 it really adds layers to I think you know especially for a, a young adult or a kids show to have such complicated emotions around the bad guys and the things that they do it's 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 it was it was really i think it, if you know my kids watched it with me and i think we were all pretty like holy crap that was that was intense and and i think it's it's exciting to see that level of character development taking place you know early on in the season so it's only the beginning too yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. it's yeah. nice to hear that and it's um and some of it is having had the time skip you know we could make some assumptions about Claudia and how she's changed, how she's grown and where she is at the start of this that, that are starting to play out. But um, yeah, I think I'm glad you, well, you didn't say you liked it, but you said it was intense. So I take that. <laughs> I liked it. I like, no, I, yeah. I really enjoyed the, the first four episodes. Um, and we learn, you know, we're going to learn a lot more about Erevos or um, as I remember in our last conversation, joke, you joked around that he's a Erevos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. That's it's Justin, I think. <laughs> yeah, and then somebody posted the other day internally. I can't remember what it was. Oh, they posted. Uh, you know the in Top Gun, the original Top Gun, where he's like, "No boys, there's two O's in Goose." They're like, "No boys, there's two A's in Arrow." Like pointing out the thing. That's funny. He's. Um, I had somebody on one of my YouTube videos. I've, I made a few YouTubes about uh, Rings of Power recently, and um, somebody brought up. Erevos as a Sauron-like figure, um, somebody who um, is a deceiver 
and who comes in the guise of a you know someone bringing gifts like if you know if you get into the weeds with Anatar and and Celebrimbor uh, and, and 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 there is kind of I thought that's an interesting parallel. I really hadn't thought about how Erevos kind of comes to Viren as as someone prom- making promises and and bringing gifts uh, of of power and and magic. Um, I don't know. Have you guys thought about that at all? Or like, I mean, I, there's obviously going to be um, comparisons between the Lord of the Rings and every fantasy that's ever made, pretty much. So. <laughs> sure. yeah. Justin, I know I keep jamming in here. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say you should. Do you think he's a deceiver, Eric? I'm going to ask you. To say you're talking to me. <laughs> I'm asking Eric. So, I think he's. I think like there are moments where he's clearly just kind of evil but i i would say with viren's trajectory to some degree he's he's promising he's promising things without showing his full hand yeah you know i don't think that that he's revealed his full plans to anybody yet so there's some deception going on now i wouldn't say it's the same as like he's pretending to be a good guy um right well he he says he never lies and that's something that I, to my knowledge, there's there's no lie that we've seen in the show. Um, Zubea calls him a deceiver, but a lot of times I think one of the things we do on the Dragon Prince is someone tells the legend in the history, but you have to remember it's through a lens of it's their version of a narrative, right? They're going to have their, you know, so when we when she says, you know, we had to deceive this deceiver, that's her point of view, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm o- only saying it. I'm not saying he's a good guy. He's a complicated character, but certainly, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I see a lot of people seeing this character as as evil and uh, deceitful very quickly. And certainly the case is that this character is uh, manipulative and has a plan that is very counter to uh, what our characters want. I don't know. What am I, why am I defending Erebos? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, he's, he's complicated. We're going to learn a lot more about Erebos. Yeah. He's gotten to you too, eh? I know. He's gotten exactly. Well, yeah. And I think you can, you can deceive without lying because you can tell, you can tell part truths or you can, you know, what you with the, the things you withhold can still be deceitful. Yeah. Right. Even when you tell the truth, um, the whole time. He's, yeah. I don't know. I, I, uh, we've all enjoyed the journey with Viren. We've all enjoyed the journey with Erevos. Uh, the actor Eric Todd Dellums has done. We've watched him do an incredible job over these seasons, displaying a real range, which we really needed from Erevos. Mm-hmm. So that he's not only this kind of. Eric is not only capable of this kind of like mysterious godlike acting but also um we're gonna see a lot more depth and vulnerability from Erebos in the coming seasons so um season three was definitely the end of a story arc um obviously you know with the time jump but it also felt like it felt like it could have been to some degree the you know if you'd gotten canceled you know by netflix at that point it would have been a satisfying ending yes. i mean thank yeah. god you weren't like unlike many other uh unlike many other unfortunate shows yeah. um I'm still bitter about uh, the um, the dark crystal, which I I don't know if you guys yeah. watched that, but I yeah, sure enjoyed great. that. It was yeah. really great. I um, in a very weird, very quick story. Um, I grew up 
I'm going to shout out a guy named Dave Haley, who's like one of my dad's oldest friends. I grew up with this guy. He's like close, close, close family friend. And their next door neighbor, I think, or, or his two house down neighbor, their son was one of the writers on Dark Crystal. Oh. And they won an Emmy and we won an Emmy. And he was like, I know two people that have Emmys. So he's very, very excited. It was, it was great. That's awesome. So, yeah, it was cool. But yeah, it was a great yeah. show. I really it really it. was. Yeah. Listen, yeah, I, I love how you're like, guys. let me just tell a story for no reason at all. We won an Emmy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You winning yeah. storyteller tells seemingly random stories. <laughs> um but yeah, but so that was a sort of a complete arc, and now there's this new mystery of Erevos arc, and um I think book four is you refer to your seasons as books, this is Earth. Um so I guess maybe maybe you could talk a bit about like like set the stage a little bit for people like what you know why is this why is this book called Earth and what is the mystery of Erebos like what is this what should people maybe expect from from this new phase? It's called Earth because we dug it out of the ground uh, <laughs> and then we just transpired. No, uh, it's Earth because it's um, dirty. No, yeah, it's not. That's not <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, I think some of it is that um, we sort of knew going into season four that it was going to be Earth. Um, that was actually, we switched around a couple of the seasons off and on when we were writing about which one would be which, but uh, this one was a pretty clear, we were pretty clear on this being Earth pretty early, especially because Terry and there's some other new characters and, and regions that you'll visit uh, in the upcoming and the ones you haven't seen yet um, that are very particularly tied to Earth. Um, and so that made sense. And we were super excited about getting people to see, you know, like the only sort of even mention of Earthblood elves is, you know, Callum's trees to meet you bit in, in, uh, in the previous seasons. Um, and I think there might be, I can't remember whether there's one in the original, there's, there was an original concept where you got to see one Earthblood elf, like standing in the background somewhere. And I can't remember if we actually did it or not. Um, but anyway, now you get to see a bunch of new cool um, Earthblood stuff, which is super, super exciting. Um, sorry, including, including an interesting new direction for fart jokes. Yes, <laughs> quite. Yes, <laughs> my kids love that joke. That's like they make it every time it rains. You know, rarely. Justin, <laughs> do you do you remember when we wrote that joke? I think I tweeted the word petrichor that morning. Yes, you did. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of people were like, "Oh, mysterious!" And the, the <laughs> anyone who like wrote that down, wondering how that mystery would someday pay off. Yeah. <laughs> They feel rewarded by yeah. the actual. <laughs> I'm jokes. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of mystery of arrows, I mean, I think you know, as Aaron said, like we're getting to see more and more of of this dude, right? Like getting to see what's going on and finding out more about about him and his plans and you know what he's up to and and what he thinks about stuff. So, um, I don't remember Aaron. You came with that one one morning. I feel like at coffee, it was like mysteries of arrows, mystery of arrows. So I was like, yeah, sweet, sounds well, good. We, yeah, we. I mean, we were looking for a way to like define what the next. I think we knew the next chapter was sort of like Empire Strikes Backy in some ways. Like there'd be some time, and characters were going to be stronger and smarter and a little more mature, and that the themes would be darker. Um, but yeah, I think we had a sense that well, this was also where this character was going to, their role and influence was going to really come to bear in a significant, clear way in the present, not just as this kind of mysterious background force, but actually kind of returning towards the world and understanding how they've influenced, you know, all of history up until now and what the outcome could be if they return to the world. So it was, it was natural. It wasn't like, yeah, 
<laughs> it, it sense. And There's yeah. also in this in you know at the end of season three there is uh, you know the the different peoples of Zadia working together you know humans and elves and and everyone working and so. At the start of season four, there's a totally different sort of socio-political dynamic at play. Um, how did you guys approach that? Like, like this this new phase of of uh, you know, like because because humans and elves in this like have been like separated by this pretty hard border for a very long time, and now that's kind of that's that's changed at the end of season three. Go ahead. I think this is a lot of the feeling shift from the first three to to this arc, which is, hey, like some kids and young people with a, with, you know, a sense of idealism and hope and dreams returned this egg across the world to the dragon queen. And like this gesture would be this really symbolic, beautiful moment that uh, prevented a war between elves and humans and dragons. And it, it did. Um, but it's not like from there, the world is like, great, you know what, let's get back together and get rid of these borders and everybody. There are um, some groups which have connected, right? So obviously, you know, um, Ezrin and the Dragon Queen and Zim have connected and we've seen Amaya and Janai connect and we've seen humans and Sunfire Elves work together. So we've seen the start of um, kind of those groups kind of reforming bonds and, and trying to work together. Um, but you, the truth is, when we thought about it, when, when anyone thinks about it, is that there have been generations of conflict. There have been centuries of division and, and you know, inevitably prejudice building up. Like, imagine, imagination will, you know, and stories of, like, what people are like on the other side, what the people are like who aren't like you. And so you can't just say, okay, well, now we're going to live in a camp together and get to know one another and live in peace and it's going to be perfect. By the way, yeah, there are going to be a lot of people who are like, yes, I want this and I'm going to try this and I'm going to get to know you and we're going to share each other's customs and culture. But there are going to be a lot of people who are going to resist it or a lot of people who are going to be troubled by it. And that's a, a theme that we are seeing is, is things are changing, but it's not as easy as it seemed at first. And so how do the leaders and the idealists and the people who still have hope and want that change, people like Ezrin, how do they still inspire people and help them move forward into a new world um, when it's not just as easy as, you know, returning an egg now? Now it's something that's going to take time and process. And, and you know, that's that's part of part of what we want to push on here. You saw, I think, the start of one of those mm -hmm. stories in the first four that, that will play out in an interesting way. In the yeah. Yeah, I was reminded of, uh, I don't know if you've ever read Joe Abercrombie, a fantasy author. Um, he's got a, one of his books is titled The Trouble with Peace. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought of that when I was watching, I thought of that title when I was watching the first four yeah. episodes. Joe's awesome. Uh, yeah, he's great, Very man. Yeah. Such, such great books. Um, uh, jelly tarts also play a, a role once again. Have you guys made actually those, have you reproduced those jelly tarts in real life? I'm curious. Yes, we they have. They look so good. Are they as good as they look? <laughs> quite good yeah they're, they're based on hamantashen uh and um we had some for our first viewing party for sure nice and we had like the regular like one of the classic flavors i feel like is like, is it sesame seed Aaron, or poppy seed i can't remember there's like poppy seed is a flavor yeah i mean i persimmon is not one we see very common yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. But um, but yeah, I think Hamatashen. I think one of our writers, McCall, made some as well. I think made Hamatashen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I might have to try my hand at them before you know for next Thursday or something. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Send pictures if you do. Yeah. As you're alluding, Barrius uh, invents a, a new form of a new filling for Hamatashen. Yeah. And we'll see if it becomes popular or not. We'll see if this, <laughs> this filling has it. It's a test market right now. So. I had uh, the strangest thing. The, the PR for Tums offered <laughs> to send me dragon rolls from oh the God. local sushi place for the uh, premiere of House of the Dragon. So okay, that's how it. I celebrated House of the Dragon. Nice. Dragon Prince with, with jelly tarts. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, I, I endorse this. this is great. <laughs> um, well, cool. Well, I know um, you guys are busy, so uh, I think we can wrap it there. But... Um, yeah, really looking forward to watching the rest of the season. Oh, one last question. Sorry, yeah. is is it going to be three more grab years? Us if you have something else you need. Yeah, it. totally, totally. Um, but is it going to be three more years until season five, or are you guys going to like speed up the really schedule? Be we'll have to wait. And, no, we're not going to lie. It's <laughs> much faster. We're yeah. we were able to produce these concurrently, and that means we'll be able to deliver them. I mean, I don't want to get people's, but it'll be. Faster. I'm almost certain much less time yeah. between seasons this time. I am certain. I guarantee okay. <laughs> it will be suspension next time between seasons. Yes. Well, welcome back. Have patience for, yeah. but you won't have to have the same kind of patience. People can can go out and enjoy the Dragon Prince, knowing more will be coming before they before too long. Yeah. Certainly awesome. before the next seasons of House of Dragon or yeah, Rings yeah. of Power. Those are all in twenty twenty four. Like yeah. way Any out different. there. It's crazy. <laughs> it's expensive to make those shows, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, expensive. I know. Yeah, I'm sure. Yes. We have to get all those House of Dragon folks to watch to check out Dragon Prince. Yes, yeah. I mean yeah. the house next door. I mean, you need some dragon content. If you like dragons, yeah. you'll you know there's yeah, dragons, exactly. yeah. dragons and drama. Yeah, and there aren't a lot of shows with dragons. There really just aren't. It's shocking considering how popular they are. Actually, yeah. I'm not. I'm not being a jackass. Like I actually am surprised there are not more dragon shows. There's actually a a. a I got in an argument with somebody over Rings of Power because they were saying it's one of the only good family fantasy shows out there for the whole family. And then, and as I started to think about other ones like The Dragon Prince, I realized that they're actually right. There aren't a lot of like family fantasy shows out there. Yeah. So yeah, and, and that's what I tell people for The Dragon Prince. Like you can, you will enjoy this. Your kids will enjoy this, but you will also enjoy this. It's it is a family, like all ages. Uh, fantasy you. show, which is great. Yeah, so, thank you. Yeah. We, we always hope the parallel, at least in terms of like feeling, is like Harry Potter, which is to say, like, I think people look at animation and they automatically think a little younger than it necessarily is. But I think the feeling of Dragon Prince is actually a little older. It's actually a little more, mm -hmm. more like Harry Potter, but definitely. Yeah, I would we'll agree see. with that. Yeah. Yeah. And the animation has changed so much. I mean, like, um, well, like Arcane, which, you know, yeah. from Riot uh, was very adult and very excellent. Yep. Yes. So yep. I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, well, anyways, all right. well known fact, the person who, uh, designed Claudia for us is also the person who designed Jinx. Oh, so, yeah. Jinx is a great character too. Katie, Katie D'Souza, brilliant art director. Huh. She just directed a game, uh, for Phoenix, which is pretty awesome. So, anyway, Multi-talented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe next time we should talk about, uh, about the dragon prince game. Maybe as we, as we get closer to, Yes, that we, have, uh, we will have news <laughs> coming. It's coming. Awesome. I promise. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. All right. So I hope everybody enjoyed uh, this podcast about the Dragon Prince season four. I hope you enjoy season four. My 
my first review is up for that on this YouTube channel as well as on my uh, blog at Forbes. I will link to those in uh, the description down below. Uh, if you enjoyed this content, please do like and subscribe. And, uh, you know, go check out go check out Wonderstorm. If you haven't seen The Dragon Prince yet, please do. It's fantastic. One of my favorite animated shows out there on any streaming service. Uh, me and, and the kids all really enjoy it. So, uh, yeah. Peace. <laughs>